This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. When the Lord comes, he looks and intensely and very meticulously analyzes and is engaged in our response. So, that goes to say, everyone here should be able to shift the room. Everyone. That is not just for a preacher. Everyone here should be able to walk into a room and turn the thing. But you cannot do it unless you know how to turn your prayer closet. You know, when the Lord wakes you up in the morning, the angels are probably not tomorrow morning going to pick you up out of bed and just very gently, you know, four of them, one on each limb, and very gently place you in your prayer closet and then sing you a song or play a song for you. But there's a song going on up there. And if you could just get in there and listen to what's going on up there, you'd turn a room too. I'm talking about shifting atmospheres because you're full of the glory of God. This is not like just for us. These are the people of Jesus. These are the Jesus people. They're possessed. They're filled. They're addicted. They're crazy. They're not balanced. They're not for sale. Can I say that one again? They're not for sale. Nobody owns them but God. They're not in it for any other reason. They want him. They're, they're, they're jacked up in the heart. Their heart has been wounded. It's been, it's been stretched. It's been, it's been, someone just help me with the little baby. We love little babies. As soon as, look, he's stopping already. I'm really good. They're, 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 make sure they know he can come back in when, when he's done crying. <laughs> A little different than OCC, huh? <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> Very similar, just a little, a little different approach. <laughs> I remember one time my father-in-law kicked our son, kicked our son out of a meeting. Remember when we were holding the baby stage left? Jess was so mad at her dad. He goes, "Get the baby out of here." We're like, "It's our baby." He's like, "I don't care. Get it out." So Jess carried the baby. She was so mad. We got in the green room. She's like, "That is my baby. Don't you ever kick my baby." Yeah. But you know what, like, like in all honesty, I, I kept seeing today in prayer the, the value of children, what they're hearing from God. We need, to, we need to figure that out, babe. We need to capture what the kids are hearing in this environment. Because I'm telling you, they're like little sneaky, little prophets, and if we don't value them, we don't value the kingdom. Because the Bible says the kingdom is like a little child. So... We have, to, we have to figure out a way to do that, okay? All right, let me just talk to you here for about 20 minutes. Turn to Genesis 3. 
verse 8. Now, Bill said while we were in Reading that the next 90 days would release a breakthrough that we've all been dreaming of. When Bill talks like that, I listen. I trust Bill. He's an amazing man, and he's been a father to us all, and specifically to this, this movement. And Bethel has become a, a deep, deep, deep family to us. So I want us to learn to posture our lives so that we don't miss the wind. I said, I, I want you to learn how to posture your life so you don't miss the wind. Say amen. So, Genesis 3, I just want to quickly read, just a very, very quick review. Building upon last week, because I believe it's setting us up for a full-blown encounter over the next few weeks. Genesis 3, 8, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. God loves to spend time with his people. I want you to put your hand on your heart and say this. Say, God loves to spend time with me. I want you to say this. God honors his appointments. God was there. You don't have to say this part. God was there walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God showed up, Adam hid. The worst thing you can do when you're bound is to run from the Lord. He's the source of freedom. He's the chain breaker. He's not mad at you. He loves you, and his presence will set you free. Adam decided to live without God, as Reinhard Bunke says, but God could not have it to live without Adam. Aren't you thankful for that? Genesis 5.24, go ahead and look there. If you're there, say Jessica. There you go. Are you there? Jessica, good. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. How would you like to live such a life of possession under the Lord, such a life of yieldedness, that God just couldn't wait for you to go into the ground. He just snatched you early. Anyone? That you so walk with God that God just decided, I can't be without you. Now, now many scholars say that the Hebrew word there is not to take away, but the Hebrew word took actually means to take in marriage. Do you take this man or woman to be your lawful wife? So Enoch crossed over into a promise that people had to wait thousands of years to apprehend because he walked with God. Now, do you know what walking with God means? It means you're walking with God. It, it doesn't mean that you occasionally think of God. It doesn't mean that, you know, that, that the limits of our daily abiding, or I should say that the boundaries of our daily abiding are limited to the stick'em notes on the fridge that we have, our scriptures. Those might help. And, and, and they're... They're productive and they can help you to a degree. But walking with God means walking with God. You say, what, do you think it's literal? Yes, it is literal. What if I can't see him? 
I'm not talking about seeing him with these eyes, but your heart can see him 24-7. If it's pure, if your heart is pure, the promise is this, you will see the Lord. That means every time you close your eyes, whether you're in a jail, whether you're being persecuted, or whether you're on a platform, every time you close your eyes, your heart can behold Jesus. And that is something nobody can take away. Walking with God is literal. Noah, I should say Enoch, walked with God. What came next? God took him. Enoch so walked with God, he became so like God that God said, come on up here. I can't wait. I can't wait any longer. I, love, I, I just got to have you. Let's go. I want to drive home the literal lifestyle of walking with God. It's real. God's voice can be heard. God's presence can be felt. You say, well, how, how, how do you know when he's talking? You just know. You know what I'm talking about? You just know. How did I know that that ear would be? I did, you just know. You give yourself away, and it's, it's a deep hearing, and it's like, it's right on in here. Are you with me? It's right on in here. And it starts about the size of a little kumquat. <laughs> You just kind of give your attention to that voice and it grows into a tangelo. And and then it grows into a tangerine. And then the thing starts expanding and then the siren starts going off. And you go, oh man, that's you. I better listen and obey. It's deeper than reason. Put it this way. You try to negotiate with that voice and it's just not moving. You give it all the reasons in the world, it won't budge. You even try to throw some scriptures at it, and it's like, yeah, that's my book. Nice try. When I wanted to, when I wanted, I wanted to see more miracles in our ministry, and so the Lord asked me for, for my golf career. That's pretty, you know, a pretty lofty request from the Lord. So I thought how bored I would have been in comparison to this. How bored I would have been. I mean... So I, I gave God the old thing. I said, Lord, how about if you just let me play and let me win a little bit, and when I win, I'll give you the glory. As though God, God needs my post-tournament speech to bring him glory rather than my surrendered life. Think of how stupid we are. Look, we, outside the presence, I said this last week, we are so dumb. You say, what are you saying that to me? The moment that glory lifted off Adam and Eve... The, you know what their response was? We lost, this, this is what happened. We lost everything. We've lost everything. God said, in the day you eat of it, you will die. How many of you think that's a big deal? You're going to die. So they, they lose everything. All of a sudden, one of them goes, oh, we're naked. <laughs> what a moment that must have been. Oh, wow, we're naked. And now, 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 these were the heights of their wisdom. I know what we'll do. <laughs> Find me a fig leaf. Eve said to Adam. Maybe she was the seamstress. What, what do we do? We're going to die. We're naked. Make me a fig leaf. And then it'll be our underwear. And we'll hide. That'll fix the whole problem. Do you see how stupid human wisdom is outside of the presence of God? It's amazing. And that's how we sound to the Lord when we negotiate. Oh, Lord, 
Just let me play a little bit. Let me win some tournaments. I'll give you the glory. I'll do what Tim Tebow did. Well, that was God's plan for Tim Tebow. It wasn't God's plan for me. And that voice just stayed. And I throw some scriptures at it. In all you do, do unto the Lord. I'll hit every shot unto you. Not moving. Not budging an inch. The voice of the Lord's like a rock. It's below your reasoning. It won't budge. Because he's Lord, not sidekick. He's Lord. He's Lord. So he just doesn't change the dial. He doesn't change the channel. So Enoch walked with God. That means you can hear him, see him, feel him, touch him. Listen, that means your, your night season turns on like the day. And sometimes you put your head, not sometimes, Jesse can't turn it off. I mean, the girl dreams four or five nights a week, maybe. It's nonstop. Babe, I had a dream. Babe, I had a dream. And I listen. Brian Gehring gave us a word uh, six years ago. He said, Jesse will be the prophetic voice that will save you from a lot of dumb decisions. And how true that's been. <laughs> Walking with the Lord is literal. Literal. Let me help you with it. It's more literal than you walking with your spouse. You, you should know if you're walking with the Lord. And it so transcends occasionally thinking about Him, though thinking about Him is important. Thinking about Him is it's like one of the front doors. He's jealous of your thoughts. And check this out. Can I really freak you out? He hears your thoughts. He hears your perspectives. Even the ones that don't come out of your mouth. God hears them. You say, prove it to me. Sure. The Lord comes with, with his angels to Abraham, Abram, and Sarai. He says, here's the deal. Next year you'll be with child. The Bible says she laughs in her heart and the Lord rebukes her. Isn't that wild? Walking with God is literal. Extremely literal. Genesis 6, 8. You say, why are you giving me so much word? Because you're getting set up. That's why God's teeing you up. He's teeing you up. I'm telling you, we are preparing for the manifest presence of God. The manifest presence of God where everything happens. Say amen. I just need a few people to believe it. Genesis 6, 8. You there? All right, Jessica. <laughs> Actually, let's start with, uh, with verse 6. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man who I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord... This is the genealogy of Noah, a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. All right. Now, don't stone me on this next statement. Stone Charlie. <laughs> listen, listen. The point of the Bible is not your Bible. You say, I'm a... I'm a word man. God speaks, and let me say, this is the perfect, infallible word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, I've said this before, I believe the fish 
swallowed Jonah, and I would believe it if it said that Jonah swallowed the fish. I believe it. I believe the table of contents. I believe the concord. I believe this book. I believe the leather. I believe the word. But the word was given to reveal the person. If you don't find the person while you're reading, you are at risk of puffing up with knowledge. And your knowledge of the text could trump your love for the person, which is not the point of the text. Are you hearing me? So Noah walked with the Lord. Again, extremely tangible. Genesis 15. Turn right, hard right. You there? After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. I'll say that one again. After these things, the word of the Lord came. The word of the Lord came to Abram. How did the word come? In a vision. (laughs) I know somebody named the word. He decided to come to Abram in a vision. I'll just stop because that will take all night. He said, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Listen. Your exceeding And great reward. Before Abram's descendants were his reward. Before the promise of Israel was his reward. Before his incredible family and all the wealth he would gain. And the influence. The land of Canaan. Before any of that could ever be his reward. God wanted Abram to know. I'm your reward. God rewards you with God. You say, what else? You don't need much else. He's big. He's amazing. He's full. Your every need is found in him. In fact, anything outside of him is not worth having. You say, I'm after glory. Well, he's the glory. You say, I'm after healing. You'd find that if you fell in love with the healer. He said, I'm a fire guy. I'm a revival guy. Talk to the guys who have been in revival. They talk to you about Jesus more than revival. Because they found that he's their revival. He's the one who comes and wakes you up from the dead. Oh, kick it up here, David. He's the one. You say, it just can't be. If I were Abram, I would say, I want, don't start playing yet, though. He'd say, if I were Abram, I'd want more. You can't have more than everything. Can you have more than everything? So off the bat, before the Lord establishes his covenant with Abram, he goes, look, here's the deal. I'm the reward. I need you to know that. And so God tested that promise when God gives him Isaac. Now, here's the deal. Listen. It is so 
It's not easy, but it is so beneficial and it is, it is easier to give God your sin than to give God what he already gave you. He said, don't talk like this. This is the language that sets you up. Sets me up for what? For God to come and light you up. I'm believing, man. I am believing that this place would be known as like the place for angels to come and make their home. And the train of his robe would come. Help me very softly. And the train of his robe would come and just fill, fill this temple with glory right here. You want this place to be like, like a Bethany here. What's, what's God doing? He's teeing you up right now. He's, 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 he's elevating your gaze. He's, he's, he's tapping your hunger. He's messing with you in a good way. He's going, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll convince them of this. If they could only believe that, they could have it. God forbid they say it. I just might do it. You see, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not just preaching to you, I'm talking about him. And if I talk about him, he'll come. If you talk about him, he'll come. So many times, how many times in all of our lives where we're having a conversation about Jesus with a friend and then all of a sudden something happens in that room. Might be over a, a meal. Oh, I don't know. I've had it happen. I've had feathers just pop in midair. You say, dude, to keep it balanced. I told you I'm not going to be balanced. It's not, I don't have to be. I love Jesus. I love you. I'm not a guest speaker tonight. Oh, how freeing. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, just feathers pop or oil trip down a wall or, I mean, stuff. Am I after that stuff? No, but when he comes, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to look at what he's doing. We're getting his attention tonight. Getting his attention tonight. You say, what about evangelism? Oh, is the presence of God magnetic? It's the presence of God magnetic. Love you, Lord. I am your exceeding great reward. So God gives Abraham Isaac, who's the miracle child, given by God, and God says, I want him back. You say, how does that make sense? It makes all the sense in the world. A deeper level of surrender is to give God what he has given you. Give him your ministry back. You got to. That day will come. Because if not, God knows you'll make an idol out of that Isaac. And that Isaac will turn on you and destroy your life. You have to pay attention. That's why you take nobody in to the secret place. God won't have it. Yeah, there's a place for corporate prayer. But when it comes, comes time to shutting the door, Jesus said, go in alone. Why? He's a jealous lover. He, he, it's just us and him in those moments. And he just won't have it any other way. It's tough to perform when nobody's in the room. Your title's gone. You say, what happens if I bring something else in the room? My phone. My phone. That felt good. My phone. If I bring my Instagram in the room, maybe I'm making an idol out of my reputation. Oh, I just didn't hear from the Lord. Of course not, because you're looking at your screen. We add him to what we're already doing. He, well, he's not a genie. He's the Lord. I said, he's the Lord. He's not a genie. We don't rub the belly of our prayer closet and go, who manifests? Come on. No, no. God is not obligated to 
visit curiosity. He visits diligence. So that's old time religion. No, that's New Testament gospel. That's what Hebrews says. That's what the Bible teaches. He who comes to God must believe that he and a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. He is not a little genie who just comes to entertain. He visits and abides with the diligent. I know, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, this is how it works. This is, this is the way the Lord comes in. This is the setting that God lives in. He takes all of these exterior ambitions and he'll, he'll prune them if you let him. You just take those little glorified hedge clippers. Cut that one. That one's gone. That one's gone. Who cares? Like, like all of a sudden there's just all these who cares and then it all dies. Nothing, start, nothing matters anymore. You're just like, I want him. I want him. If the Lord told me tomorrow, man, you shut down those events, I'll be able to shut them down the next day. I'm not in this for the events. I'm in it for Jesus. The events are hard. They're hard. You know, I, I, I never had an appreciation for people who put on, mo- who, who yielded their lives to put on events so that I could come in and get touched. My God, let me just tell you, you pay a price to put something like that on. Your faith, your body, your family, your staff, your team, interns. How many interns do we have that aren't even being paid? David's not getting paid. He's just ministering to the Lord. We're, we're paying this price. Man, if God said, look, just shut it all down, if, uh, that'd be fine. Just don't take your presence. This has to be that way. That's, that's the only heart that he'll come and dwell with. He just constantly is pushing this stuff to the side. He's saying, what about that? I, 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 do, you, do you love me more than that? <laughs> do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? And every time we say, well, you know that we do, Lord, he says it again. Do you love me more than that? I am your exceeding and great reward. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life everywhere.